Good morning. We are in the process of trying to complete the book of Shofetim. We don't have that much time. We are on chapter 18. Alon leaves on Thursday. So we have to try to finish by Wednesday. We are. Um, we just did the story of Pesel Micha. Do you remember the three elements of the story? Micha steals the silver from his mother and they decide to donate it to God. They make of it. She gave him more money to make a statue out of it. Yeah, she, exactly. And he makes and a statue out of it. Now, second part of the story is the Levi wanders from Yehuda, from Bethlehem. And he comes and he's like looking for employment. And he stumbles upon Micha's house. And Micha's, you're a Levi. He says, wow, come be in my house. So the Levi, being for hire ends up becoming the minister of this Abu Dazara shrine in Micha's house in Ephraim. And then the final part of the story is whenever the people of Dan, they come and they stop by and they hear the voice of the Levi and they ask <coughs> the Levi, are we going to win in our battle? What, what battle are they referring to? They are going to a place called Laish or Leshem to f- expand their territory. Now they asked the Levi, are, they going, are we going to win in our battle, in our conquest of Leshem, or Laish? And the Levi says, yes, your actions are in line with what God wants. You will succeed. So they go and they, um, they do some research on the place and they find that it's a very weak, uninhabited, it's a very unprotected place where they will succeed if they go to conquer it. <laughs> and then they go back home to, to Dan, and they tell their people, come. So they bring 600 armed men. And they stop on the way to, at Micha's house. And they basically steal everything that Micha has. And, and they also take the Levi with them to become the chief, office, the chief priest of the tribe of Dan in the northern territory of Dan. What do you mean a chief priest? They, took, they stole the priest at Micha. They, they basically kidnapped him. And they took him up north to where they were finding their new inhabitants. They made him the spiritual leader. And uh, they go and then Micha chases them and they basically threaten Micha that something very bad is going to happen to you if you continue chasing us. So they go on their way and that's really the end of the story. Um, yeah, uh, that's the end of the story. The time frame of the story was also sketchy because this happens... Seems to happen very right. It seems to happen at the end of the time, uh, right after the death of Yoshua, from some of the context it's given. But in our book, it appears at the end, which is probably because it shows the degradation and the deterioration of the status of Bnei Israel, in which when they want to serve Hashem, what do they make? They make a shrine in Abu Dazara shrine, mm-hmm. and the Levi who is supposed to be good, the Levi is for hire, and he goes to the highest bidder, and the people of Dan. <laughs> They wantonly and savagely uh, kill an entire city of people who are pretty peaceful, which was typically not the way it was done with, in the times of Yoshua, where they offered peace. Okay? So, who was this Levi? This Levi was the grandson of a man named Menashe, but the Nun in the Pasuk where it describes his grandfather is suspended, which tells us that this actually may be the grandson of not Menashe, but Moshe. And for the sake of Moshe's honor, that his grandson did not go in the way of Hashem, they suspended the noon to, to, or to put, they put, they added the noon in there to hide Moshe's name. Um, but it does make sense because, I mean, first of all, if he was the grandson of Moshe, this really must be early on in the times of the Shofetim. Because 
that's let's say right after the death of Yoshua is, is going to be when, when this person's alive right is the generation after Yoshua so okay uh, and that's the sort of, uh, of thing it, it, again it's a story that focuses on the deterioration of Am Yisrael and two times in the story we heard the refrain which was in those days there was no king in Israel each man did as he pleased that was the famous pasuk that we heard two times in this thing the next story we're about to read is the story of the Pilegesh Begiv'ah. It's the story that concludes the book of Shofetim. And it's a story that from beginning to end is depressing. Not depressing in that it's very interesting, but it's, uh, it shows B'nai Israel in their worst, worst state, in their worst, uh, with their worst character. Um, this story is going to occur between Ephraim, Binyamin, and Yehuda in these three areas. And it's going to include all of B'nai Israel. But not for any good reason. It's really, really a sad story. And with this story, we're going to emphasize the need for proper leadership in B'nai Israel. And we're also going to show how much B'nai Israel have deteriorated <laughs> to the extent that it becomes hard to tell the difference between Sidom and between B'nai Israel. Okay? And that's going to be the hint to what's going on in this story. Chapter 19. And it was in those days when Israel, there was no king in Israel. There was a man living in the. Uh, how do you translate Yarkete The. Pasuk 1 of 19. At the edges of the mountain of Ephraim. Yeah. So there was this man, a Levi man. He lived in the mountain of Ephraim. And he took for himself a wife, or not a wife, a Pilegesh. A concubine for from Bethlehem Yehuda, from Yehuda's territory. Foothills. Okay, in the foothills, fine. Pasuk two. But the the wife or the Pilegesh, the concubine, got upset or she just decided to leave him. She leaves him and she goes back to her father's house, which is typical in those days that if a woman leaves her husband, she goes back and resettles in her father's house. And she was in her father's house for four months. So her husband gets up, or the concubines, let's call him the master. I don't know if she's much of a wife. But her husband uh, gets up and he goes after her to speak to her heart, meaning to convince her to come back. His servant was with him and he had a pair of donkeys. And uh, um, Translate that for me the, Which one? Three, three She brought him oh, Then her husband rose up and went after her to conjole her To bring her back His attendant was with him as well as a pair of donkeys She brought him And she brought him Okay, fine. And she brought him to her father's house And the father of this girl Of this Pilegesh sees him by He was happy to see him Strange story. So far, basically, his Pilegesh, is, he, Pilegesh gets upset. Okay. She goes, or seems like she gets upset. She leaves him. Like, right. She leaves him. She goes to her father's house. Four months she stays there. The husband gets, he's, he wants her again, so he goes back to speak to her heart. The father is like excited to give her. Why a father would be happy to give her as a concubine, I'm not sure. Okay, Pasuk Dalit, four. Now her, his father-in-law 
the, the father of this girl, he kept him over and he kept him for three days and they ate and they drank and they slept there. And it was on the fourth day they got up and they get up to go. He says, have some bread and then we will go. They sit up and they eat and they drink both of them. He said, stay here, stay with me, sleep and let your heart be merry. Basically, what is the father-in-law doing? Keeping him here. Yeah, he's keeping him. He's not letting him go. Yeah. And he gets up to go and his father-in-law presses him to stay. And he stays. What? I'm, I'm translating as father-in-law. I don't know if it's necessarily the best The father of the girl. Father of the girl. It was on the fifth day. He gets up to go. He says, stay here at least the rest of the day and stay until the afternoon at least. And they both ate together. And then finally, it's the, and this is important because now it's the afternoon. So he was planning on leaving in the morning, which would have gotten him back home in broad daylight. But instead, the father-in-law kept him extra. He kept him until the afternoon on the fifth day. Okay, which is bad because now it's getting dark out. Okay. Okay. So the father-in-law says stay here until the afternoon And then he stays and they get up to go in that afternoon He and his concubine and the servant And his father-in-law says He says it's getting dark out Stay here tonight um, and he said, uh, translate nine. So that your heart will be at ease, and tomorrow you can arise early for your journey. Right. And he says, for, for the setting of the sun, stay here. Let your heart be merry. You will get up in the morning, and you'll go on your way, and you'll go to your tent. So, one of the first things that's interesting to me is. We have a we have one reference to a family member pressing someone to stay. Well, Lavan did that with Yaakov. That's true. Um, that was more Yaakov choosing to stay. There's a better a better reference. That's when Rivka decides to go with the servant of Abraham. Her her brother and and mother tell her to stay, and then she says, "No, I'm not going to stay. I'm going to go." And she goes immediately. That was Lavan, yeah. So what's interesting is that last time we saw in the Torah someone keeping someone for two, pressing someone to stay, it wasn't a good thing. It was bad intentions. So here we're seeing that again. The father-in-law is pressing them to stay, and unfortunately, not only do we have that that previous example of it not being so good. He's keeping them to stay And then they decide to leave in the afternoon When it's getting dark out So he tries to convince them Stay until the night The sun sets Sleep the night One more night And then go in the morning But the guy got He got sick of it You know So he didn't want to sleep that night With his father-in-law He gets up and he leaves And he goes to Yevus Now what's Yevus? The Yevusi were in control of Yerushalayim At the time So he goes to Yevus He Yerushalayim 
And he had his t- two donkeys and he had his concubine with him. He goes to Yavus and the day is getting very dark. He said, the servant said to him, let's go to this Yavusi city and we'll sleep there. Now this is very important to realize. This city is not a Jewish city. And the servant feels very comfortable staying there the night and finding lodging safely. <laughs> now, the master, who is the Levi guy, who is married to the concubine, he says, We're not going to go to a non-Jewish city. That's not from the Jewish people. Let's go to Giva. Now, Giva is a city in which tribe? Giva is a city in the tribe of Binyamin. Okay? So this is where the name of the story Pilegesh Begiva'ah comes from. Because in Giva'ah, something very, very fascinating or horrific is going to go down. Okay? Pasuk 13. He said, let us go to one of these places. We will sleep either in Giva'ah or in Ramah. Two potential places, but definitely not Yavuz. Now the reason the story is doing that, the reason it's showing you that they first stopped in Yavuz, is to show you, obviously what's going to happen in Giva'ah isn't good. But it's to show you that he would have been better off being amongst Goyim than he would have been amongst the Jewish people. That's why the story is doing that. It's mm. trying to show you how uh, bad it was to be in this Jewish city of Giva. But we don't even know what happened yet, so let's continue reading. And they passed and they went, and the sun came down when they got to Giva, that's in Binyamin. So they didn't go to Ramah, because the sun probably came down too quickly. They went to Giva instead. And they turned there to go and sleep in Giv'ah. And they're going, they sat in the, in the street of the city. But there was nobody in the city of Giv'ah who was willing to bring them in to sleep. Was it common for people to come and say, come to my house if you're a foreign? We saw it, uh, I think, I don't know. Was it I, I assume if in Jewish cities, yes. Jewish cities to other Jews. Yeah. It should have. If the text is saying that nobody brought them in, it means that this was a unique situation. Yeah. But then there was an old man who was coming home from work, from his field, in the evening. And he was not a Binyaminite from Giva. He was from the mountain of Ephraim, which is where this Levi is from. Remember? This yeah. Levi is also from Ephraim. Yeah. But he happened to live in Giva. He was a, he was a resident there in, in Binyamin territory. But the people there were Binyaminite people. And he wears his eyes and he sees the man, the guest in the city, in the streets of the city. And this old man who's not a Binyaminite says, Where are you going? He said, We are coming from Bethlehem Yehuda from my father-in-law's house, Adyar Keter Ephraim, and we're going towards Har Ephraim. I'm from there. I'm going to go, I went to Bethlehem, now I'm going to go to Shiloh, to visit the house of God. But there's no man in this city of Binyamin, and Giv'ah that's bringing me in. Mm-hmm. I even have food for myself, so nobody has to supply any food for me, I just need a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. I even have food for me, and for your servant, and for the servant amongst your, your slaves, there's nothing missing. 
Meaning, I'm the best guest you could possibly ask for, and nobody is, is allowing me to, to stay. And the man says, Peace be unto you. Uh, let me take care of you. Anything you're lacking is on me. Just don't sleep in the street. And we're going to stop there because uh, that's when he decides to go sleep in this man's old man's house, and things are about to get messy. Amen. 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 Amen.